The next time you're on Interstate 80, stop in and see the folks at the Iowa 80 Truck Stop at Exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. They're always open and ready to serve you. Enjoy a sit-down meal at the Iowa 80 Kitchen or grab a bite from one of their nine quick-serve restaurants. You'll love their clean restrooms, huge gift store, beautiful convenience store, and, of course, the Super Truck Showroom stocked with plenty of chrome, lights, and more. While you're there, don't forget to visit the Iowa 80 Trucking Museum next door. It's free. The entire team at the Iowa 80 is very excited to celebrate 60 years with you. They look forward to being your home away from home for another 60 years. Sending you a giant thank you from Iowa 80, the world's largest truck stop on I-80, exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. Iowa 80. It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the planet, 86690 Red Eye. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. You know, one has to wonder, Eric, now that the, the Fetterman rule... Uh, and uh, the uh, uh, slob elitism of the Senate Democrats, uh, we, we call it slob elitism because mm. they can all dress like slobs now, but only they can do it. Yeah. Their staff can't do it. Others can't do it. Only the senators can dress like slobs. Or morning DJs. Or more, Yeah, exactly. Or morning DJs. Yeah. That, that, that's true. What else he, would, he needs a Hawaiian shirt. What else would be acceptable? Having your pants down real far with the underwear showing? Yeah. Or a ponytail when you really don't have that much hair. <laughs> One of the best things my dad ever did. Ever. Mm-hmm. And this has to go back. My nephew's in his mid-30s now, so this has to go back about 17 years. Mm -hmm. So my father would have been about 80 when he did this. Yeah. So my father was 80 years old, and that's when, you know, they were, and maybe he was younger, but they were, maybe he was in his late 70s. But, you know, that's when they were still, you know, walking around and their under, their pants were low and the underwear was showing. Yeah. So my father did it. He walked through the living room and... My nephew and all of my nephew's friends are in there. And my father just walks through real slow, and his pants are way down there, <laughs> and his boxer shorts are hanging out. <laughs> Thing is, that's all he had to do because they all d- died laughing. Why? They understood the stupidity of it. Right. I mean, what? What can you? Uh, I mean, you just you start thinking about the, now that Fetterman, you know, and gym shorts and a hoodie are acceptable yeah and we covered this by the way in the first hour of the show much Mm -hmm. much more seriously because our serious things uh uh to it it really isn't incredible because they're treating him like he's a child right we need to it has nothing to do with his disability nothing to do no he has the capability of 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 uh putting on a suit every single day 
Uh, it's for, for whatever reason they're doing this is just, it's the most, one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen. Well, I want to know what kind, I want to know what, you know, what skeletons of, uh, of Chuck Schumer he has in a closet. somewhere. (laughs) Seriously. And and the Democrats have no argument. They were trying to argue on social media. They got blasted. Why is it such a big deal to you guys? It's a big deal to you guys. What are you talking about? Because it doesn't apply to everyone. So Schumer is admitting that there are standards that must be upheld by everybody except the senators. Right. Argue that. You can't argue it. Nope. Nope. It's slob elitism. We get to be the slobs. We are the elite. We're the slobs. You don't get to be... You don't you don't rise to our your form of servitude is to wear the suit that we don't have to wear. We can dress as a slob. We are the stewards of the upper chamber. <laughs> we are the Senate. We are the deliberative, the serious body of Congress of our bicameral legislature. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. don't grope each other in front of Beetlejuice. <laughs> we don't date Chinese spies. We don't date Chinese spies. Who then quite possibly floated balloons over Montana. <laughs> no, we don't do that. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. We don't give enough credit to signs, and we really should. That sign over there tells you great French fries. That sign over there tells you this is your exit. And look at that legendary sign. It's the Motel 6 sign. It tells you a great night's rest at a great price. Book online at motel6.com. And use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. Look for the signs. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a great price when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letter CP. Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That's a great deal. And that's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. We don't refer to other senators as pencil neck geeks. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I'm... We are the Senate. We bring decorum. That's the thing that, that burned him big time, that burned Schumer, is the fact that it only applies to senators, which means they're only doing it for Fetterman. And there's no reason 
There is no physical reason. This is for one to do person. It. Yeah, one person to dress like a slob. Yep, I wish to dress like a slob. Right. Oh, sorry, you can't criticize him because he had a stroke. What are you talking right. about? Is a stroke keeping him from dressing and putting on a suit every day? No, no. Did you use that as an excuse that we do this because he has a disability and can't dress himself? No. That wasn't used. None of those excuses were used. Seriously, he's got to have the goods on Chuck Schumer. What does he have on Schumer? Man, it must be big. Like Schumer's written a check to the Trump campaign. Something. Was Schumer at some kind of Hollywood party with his cousin? Yeah. Something bad happened? Maybe. Amy Schumer, I think, is his cousin or something, or... Yeah, second I think niece or third niece or I don't know. Yeah, something, something. Like something like that. I know they are. Yeah, they're related. Jeez. No, I mean, you've got to have the goods on them because remember when this all began when when he won, when Fetterman won, the question from the media, well, are you going to dress this way? And he said, well, I'll abide by the rules. Exactly, yeah. And then, you know, whatever the dress code is, then all of a sudden the dress code changes for one guy and has nothing to do with his disability. Wow. I I, I don't know. Does, does Fetterman, like... Is every union member on the planet, like, loyal to Fetterman? I mean, does Fetterman control them like, you know, Aquaman <laughs> controlling all the seahorses? Is it like that? <laughs> if you guys want union members to vote for you, you got to come through me because I have special powers. I mean... I doubt it. It's... But it's bizarre. I know. It's totally... It's... the It is... <laughs> It's it's just the weirdest it's, thing I've ever seen. It really seen. is just weird, right? And and the thing is, they they make it the Schumer made it weird by saying, "This is only for the senators. Everybody else, right. every interns that right. don't make, yeah, they're not making money like Fetterman we're staffers, Fetterman staffers, all the staffers, the interns, any guest, everybody must be dressed properly, except Fetterman." Yeah. Because that's what it's about. Yep. And there's no reason given for it. Nope. There's no reason. Nope. And it's just implied you can't touch this one because he had a stroke. Well, was that the reason that you did it? Well, we won't talk about that. Right. Well, because it's not the reason you did it. No, it's not. You realized that Fetterman represents... Well, I don't want to say because I don't really don't mean it, but but it's just too good not to say. Yeah. Fetterman represents the slobs of Pennsylvania. <laughs> the SOP. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I don't want I don't want to get into Obama trouble. Yeah. <laughs> they, they cling to their hoodies and basketball shorts. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 who was it uh, who wrote the line? Mm. 
Because of National Review, somebody wrote the line earlier, even Philadelphia Eagles fans dress better than Fetterman. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I was thinking about it because, you know, when I think basketball shorts, then I'm thinking, okay, well, I mean, unless you're a player, if you're sitting courtside, unless you're a player, you're probably, you know, you're probably dressed. You're certainly dressed better than that, I'm guessing. Okay, one other person on the planet. One other person. Adam Sandler. <laughs> he can get away with it. He gets away with it. But he's not a senator. Yeah. He's just a guy worth about a half a billion dollars making silly movies. I like clinging to your hoodies and your gym shorts. <laughs> clinging to That's your the best. hoodie and basketball shorts. <laughs> Slobs of Pennsylvania. Sounds like a movie, doesn't it? It's it, it really you know, is. You know, if I, you mentioned it because it happened to me a couple weeks ago and it was like 110. Mm-hmm. And I just had a T-shirt on and I threw on my gym shorts and I had, you know, Sneakers yeah. on, so, yeah. But it's 110. I'm going to the store, and I felt like I shouldn't be dressed this way. Oh man, I always feel. But I, I, I you felt- know what I feel like? You know the dream. You have. I well, you know, I've had it. People talk about it. You you where you're like in a mall, and then all of a sudden you look down, and you realize you don't have any clothes on, and you're like freaking out. I feel like I am not dressed, and I've I've done it a couple of times. You know where I've had a t-shirt and gym shorts, and I go to get gas in my truck or something, you know, I'm just going to run a quick errand and come, but I'm thinking to myself, well, what happens? What happens if I actually have to get out and, you know, go into an establishment or what? Cause I'm, I'm not comfortable. I don't, I'm not comfortable dressing that. No, I don't have that dream. Yeah. Where I look down and I'm naked. Oh no, it's mall. a common dream. Is yeah. It? No, it's a very common dream. And it's, you know, it's, it's about, is you it, know, is it folks? Yeah, it is. And so, you know, I don't feel like I'm dressed. You know, and my kids will tell you. My, uh, my, this goes back a ways. My second daughter, she was going out to get, that. she was in high school then. That's how long ago it is, was. And her car was parked on the street and she had a book in her car for homework. And it was dark. She was going out in her long pajama pants and a a muscle shirt, a tank top. I said, put something on over. And I just, because it just a, a, a dad looking out for his daughter, it wasn't necessarily about decorum, but it was like, look, just, just put a sweatshirt on or something. Put a put a hoodie on <laughs> or something. And I if I'm going somewhere with someone, I wouldn't want to show up looking like Fetterman. Unless I was there to play basketball. Yeah. I can't imagine showing up to, to Capitol Hill dressed like how do you not feel like oh I, I can't get out of the car i gotta get dressed how do you not feel that how does it not overwhelm you to the point of listen i don't know what we take me to men's warehouse i don't know what we got to do but i got to get dressed (laughs) 
I'm not getting out of this car. Here are my, here's my, here's my uh, suit size. Go in. We got to get me dressed. I just can't imagine. And that's the difference. And I, I, I mentioned it earlier, but for those just joining us, the difference is between a rule in, in terms of a dress code and a personal standard as an individual. His standard won't change. The rule can change. His standard won't change either way. And he's going to be the one that looks like the slob. Because that would be the question as a reporter I'd ask to Schumer. Why are you doing this? Right. Does you're he not have facilitating. Because, because you're not you, helping him in any way. There's, there's right. no reason that he right. needs this because of his. But you, you haven't set the standard for everybody. Mm-hmm. You simply, this is the, you did this for Fetterman. Nobody else. Right. Is deviating from the dress code. Right. Only Fetterman is. Right. And you've stated that everybody else must abide by it. Right. So apparently you do believe there has to be some sense of decorum inside the Senate chambers except for him. Right. Why? Why? What does he have on you? Right. (laughs) What What have you done? Why would you do something so stupid that makes no sense that everybody looks at it and go, well, you haven't. If you changed it for everyone. Mm Mm-hmm. Then there could be no argument against you, maybe. Right. Except the decorum that why are you not, why don't, aren't you treating the Senate with respect? Mm-hmm. But obviously you believe that there should be some respect for the institution because everybody else, except if you're a member of Congress and no member of Congress is dressing like Fetterman except Fetterman. Yeah. So why are you doing this? Right. Does he have not? Does he not have the capability of dressing himself, right, in a suit? Explain to me the hardship right. that that creates for right. him. Just bizarre. Just bizarre. It really is. Eight six six ninety red eye. This morning's USDA Farm Report is brought to you by Howes Products, tested, trusted, guaranteed since nineteen twenty. Sustainability and food insecurity: the subject of an Axios Forum Wednesday. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack during the event offered his thoughts on the connection between the two. We need and have a responsibility given the incredible productivity of our land in the United States. We have a responsibility to respond to the growing climate crisis and the link that it has, making it more difficult for developing countries to produce what they need to produce for their own people. That requires, I think, not only a commitment to the food programs that we have at USDA and USAID, but it also, I think, requires a renewed commitment to agricultural research. Acknowledging the need to develop innovations domestically, learn about advances in developing countries, and share such technologies and practices. I think there are practices that are indigenous knowledge here in this country and elsewhere that could be helpful to us in terms of our own ability to maintain productivity. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report brought to you by Cenex Fuels and Lubes. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Well, we've gone ready to Wednesday. We really haven't talked about 
the impeachment inquiry and what's going on uh, uh, there. Interesting yesterday, uh, a lot of the focus uh, was on uh, Hunter Biden's uh, lawyer mm. uh, recently claiming uh, that, you know, it, how everything has shifted, that that uh, now uh, Hunter Biden did not share money with President Biden. Uh-huh. <laughs> did not share money, mm. did not share business, his business with uh-huh. his dad, did not share his money. Uh-huh. And it's like the interesting thing is, is they're saying, and this hasn't even been brought up yet, and Republicans should do this more often because they use that as a talking point. And what's the answer to that when they say, well, uh, you know, Hunter never uh, did not share money with the president. What's the, what's the response that McCarthy should have immediately on that? Well, uh, for one thing, you shared it with the rest of the family, seemingly. No, Hunter said he did in his emails. Well, to his sister? Yeah. 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 And others. Yeah. You know that Hunter, Hunter said, we're, we're going by every, all the evidence we have. Because that's what they're saying. Well, there's no allegation whatsoever. You guys are making the allegation that uh, uh, that uh, Joe took money. There's mm-hmm. no evidence that he took money. Well, yeah, there is. What? Hunter has stated it in writing that he shared money with his father. Well, there's a lot of the things that <laughs> the laptop uh, items are. And it really all goes back to everything from that laptop. Think about it. I mean, there's, you know, of course, testimony and everything else that we're going to hear from other witnesses. Uh, Clearly, I can't wait to see the list of witnesses they plan to call. Three three times he wrote to family members, mm -hmm. three different times in his own words about supporting his father. Yeah, right. Complaining about it. Complaining, yep. Right. Yep. From the Uniden America Studios. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carney and I'm Gary McNamara. So, yeah, so that's that's a, a problem for Hunter Biden there. That's a problem for the, the uh, president right there mm. is and, and the media, too. And, and this is where Republicans need to make sure they get their story straight, especially when they're on the Sunday morning news shows yeah. where they say there's no evidence President Biden took the money. Yeah, there is. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Where? Hunter said it. Yeah. Hunter wrote it. Right. You should be asking the president, why did Hunt, did Hunter, was Hunter lying? They've never addressed that. That's never no. been addressed. No. The evidence, and, and we've stated this over and over again, th- this, you know, this, this case is pretty easy to go after if you're looking to get more information. If you say, if your argument is we have probable cause to continue the investigation. Mm. And the response from the media is, no, you don't, because you have no evidence that the president <laughs> knew anything about his son's businesses or was rewarded. Well, sure we do. Where? Apparently, and this is where you can destroy the media, because I would say this is really embarrassing 
that you are asking these questions as if you're completely ignorant. Hunter Biden three times told his family and complained to his family about giving his father money. That along with we know the 20 LLCs existed in order to move that money to different Biden family members. And in his own words, he admitted it. Yep. Why haven't you asked the president whether what his son said was true or not? Do you think that if it roles were reversed and it was Donald Trump Jr. stating three times in, in emails that he gave his father money? Yeah, right. Do you think that that question, do you think the media would be walking around saying there's no evidence whatsoever well, that anything was, or any probable cause evidence? Look look at how they went crazy, bat soup crazy, over the meeting with Veselnitskaya. Remember yeah. also how that went down when Donald Trump Jr. came out and said, whoa, I'll live, uh, right now, I will post the entire thread of emails uh, in setting up that meeting that Trump Tower meeting with Veselnitskaya, the Russian lawyer. And I'll show you what it was about and and the whole thing. And the media still, in fact, Adam Schiff carried it, you know, all the way to the view and said the evidence of Russian collusion ultimately was at that meeting, which had already been vetted. The media just took that and pounded it into the ground and beat that dead horse endlessly. Can you imagine if it was about getting money from a foreign entity, not just one foreign entity, but multiple foreign entities, and then Donald Trump Jr. admitted in, in writing. writing was complaining about having to give some of that money to his dad? Oh. You know, it, and you and I have said it, it's such a it's such a great, such a great opportunity to absolutely destroy the credibility of the mainstream media mm-hmm. out there. They need to take advantage of it because uh they they have uh they have not. Uh and just a uh, Breitbart covered this. Hunter Biden's lawyer recently claimed his client did not share money with President Joe Biden, contradicting Hunter Biden's own messages to his family members. Uh, Lowell said, I can tell you that Hunter did not share his business with his dad. I can tell you he did not share money from his businesses with his dad. And as the evidence is out there, his dad, like all good parents, tried to help Hunter when Hunter needed uh, that help. If he told that to CNN, the next question should have been, well, why did Hunter say he shared money with his father? Right? Right, exactly. Because that question needs to be answered. And it needs to be answered, well, he was lying at that point. So he was lying three times to his family that he was giving money to his father. While we know for sure that there was money in the accounts of other family members. Right. And here are the three times. Uh, The narrative changes uh, contradict Hunter Biden's communications with his own family members. Uh, A total of three times Hunter Biden claimed that Joe Biden was involved in his finances. Quote, I hope you all can do what I did and pay for everything for this entire family. For 30 years, it's really hard. But don't worry, unlike Pop, I won't make you give me half your salary. That's a quote Hunter Biden writing to his daughter Naomi in January of 2019. 
Hunter Biden lashed out at the First Lady, Jill Biden, in a 2018 text message uh, to his romantic partner and late brother's widow, calling her a selfish, silly, entitled C-word and saying he financially supported the Biden family. He called her a conservative? These are the things, but but look, uh, I, think about the nature, by the way, of these complaints. Let me finish here. I supported my family, including some of the costs that you should have used your salary to pay for the last 24 years. The president's son also alleged in a 2018 text message to his assistant that he shared a bank account with Joe Biden and paid his bills for years. Wells Fargo account shut me out again. His assistant, Katie Dodge, texted Hunter Biden. Too many cooks in the kitchen, he replied, April 12th of 2018. Too many profile changes and such uh, happened 10 days ago. What do you need? I'm going to the bank in a few. Need you to verify identity in person. I need to pay AT&T, the assistant said. Quote, my dad has been using most lines on this account, which I've, uh, uh, through the gracious offerings of Eric Schwerin, have paid for the past 11 years, Hunter replied. The text messages obviously are evidence that Joe Biden was financially involved with Hunter Biden, or at least probable cause to gather more evidence unless the lawyers and Hunter Biden come out and say, I was lying about all of those. And but and, listen, this it, it is a pattern of complaining. He is issuing these passionate complaints. And in the message to his daughter, he used the word half. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make you give me half. That wasn't ten percent to the big big guy. That was half of everything he was getting. Republican lawmakers are also curious about Joe Biden's 2017 tax returns in which his entity, Celtic Capri Corporation, listed nearly $10 million without specifying revenue line items, raising concerns about who paid the entity and for what. It is apparently common for personal tax returns to not list item income of S-Corporation entities, according to Jerry Allison, CPA of Allison Financial Services, who practice accounting for over 30 years. However, the lack of detail should raise concerns for House investigators, he well, noted. Well, uh, okay, and look. What um, business that, is he in? That may be, right, what business that may be the is, case. Right. You know, it, it's uh, it's not uncommon with S-Corps, except if when you get into the uh, $10 million range and you are someone who is a vice president. What mm-hmm. year was that on? What return was that, 2017? Um, 2017, right. So was that for his 2016 earnings, which would have included it's his a, time as vice president? No, it's his 2017, 2017 earnings. Tax returns. Okay. Right. okay. All right. So you were the former vice president at that time. $10 million. Of, and, and, and by the way, when you, when you look at it, when you look, uh, when you file your taxes and you have a business, um, even a small business that isn't your main revenue and there's money coming in, it, it'll ask you, okay, what's the, what's the, what do you want to call your business if you're doing your own taxes or if someone's preparing 
what do you what do you call your business? Well, in this case, it's an S corp. And then it would be all right. What do you do? What's the nature right. of and what, the reason the you do that? But the date, just very quickly, get back to the date. Mm-hmm. Twenty doesn't matter. Twenty seventeen returns. Remember, it was twenty seventeen where he was complaining uh, that that Hunter was complaining that they had not received the money that they wanted. That's right. It was the summer of twenty seventeen or the spring, I believe, wasn't it? April or May? Uh, or June. It was it was after the summer. Yeah, it was yeah. after he was out of office yeah. in 2017. Yeah. Right. So remember, he was president. Well, was it was it was, at, it was after six months because I was saying because at that time we were saying what would the Secret Service detail? I think it was that would have meant uh, January 20th. It was past July 20th. I want to say it was July 27th. It was just past the six month mark of where the former vice president at that time would still be getting Secret Service details. Because our question would be, what do the logs for Secret Service say? Because we were wondering if Joe was in the room at the time. So if you you look at that, um, you would want to divulge at least the nature of your business. Uh, you know, for a former former vice president speaking engagements, right? Mm-hmm. You would want to. Because my question would be, okay, well, what are the expenses involved? There's another thing. Well, that was the Chinese business partner. Was that the $5 million each? Or was that Burisma? Mm. Uh, that was Burisma. That, that was Burisma. Burisma. That was Burisma yeah. they were looking into. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry. There's yeah. so many of no, them. No, they, they, they there's meld, multiple they things meld here, into right? one. Um, but, you know, that's that's the thing when you're doing your taxes. Where's the breakdown? OK, so you list your what your revenue is. Where's the breakdown of expenses? Where's the breakdown of of the nature of, well, this is what it requires, like, um, you know, if you're paid for a speaking engagement, sometimes they pay for your your flight they fly you uh or you fly you and then you write off the the expense and charge more for the speaking engagement yeah that was a whatsapp message mm-hmm. for the chinese yep. right mm-hmm. that was yeah that one and i they don't have it i don't see the date on it yeah there's no date on the cnn story but yeah. it was after he was because he was done and so what they're saying mm-hmm. is the commitment was filled you know, their commitment, they they fulfilled their commitment, you know, where basically where is our money? Right. Yeah. So that's the problem that they and have. so help me, the yeah. guy sitting next to me, blah, 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 blah. And we said, well, because the question had come up. Well, there's one way. Was Joe actually in the room? And one way to tell would be the Secret <clears throat> Service detail. But he only got Secret Service detail for six months. And at that point, this was just past the six-month mark. But I do think that the the Republicans need to come out when they're talking to the media and on these Sunday morning news shows. When they're and I haven't heard any of them respond that way. Right? How do you know you? Well, the impeachment inquiry. There, there's no impeachable chart. We didn't say we're looking for it. Yeah, but there's no evidence that Joe ever got any money from Hunter. You saying there's no probable cause evidence? Actually, there is from Hunter Biden. We're not making the allegation. We're, we're 
who we wish to investigate because Hunter said he was supporting his father. Hunter said that they shared bank accounts. Hunter said that he and Schwerin took care of stuff for his father. Hunter said it. Not uh, not us. No. Not the Republicans. Not James Comer. Not Kevin McCarthy. Hunter said it. So, yeah, we're inquisitive about it. And I'm amazed that you're in the media and you don't know that. Yeah, it was uh, July 2017. July 2017. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And these are, but, you know, that's honestly, um, <clears throat> the laptop just spoils everything, doesn't it? Yeah, because that's the evidence is not allegations from Republicans looking for a narrative yeah. or our narrative looking for evidence, cherry right. picking evidence. Right. All the evidence comes from. Hunter from business associates and bank accounts. Can't change the truth. 866-90-RED-EYE. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara. And then you see Hunter Biden suing the IRS because the IRS whistleblowers that did everything properly. But then you're giving the whistleblowers the opportunity to blow everything out in the open in right. public. Right. What are you doing? I mean, I, 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 I mean, just, it's, it's, it, it, it's, it is, it honestly, you just have to ask the question is he smoking crack again? again yeah. And his lawyers would have to be smoking crack again. How do you not or, know? Or smoking crack. We don't know if they did it before. Yes. That's a, <laughs> that's a very important we, we point. Don't want, we don't want to have a defamation We lawsuit. have no idea. So we, can, we can ask the question. Well, we'll just ask this. In is jest. everybody smoking crack? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I saw the, when I saw that lawsuit, I'm like... Well, you're going to make it so the whistleblowers now can put everything out in the open for right. discovery. You're bringing the whistleblowers back to the surface. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.